We've got, a, we've got a question that's come in, uh, yeah, and it'll be the last question before we move to another segment of the show. Um, a question which has come in, and I'm just trying to get to it. I'm fairly certain that it was Janice who asked it, um, but I have lost, um, there it is, um, uh, Janice that asked it. And, and Janice asked the question, well, first of all, she says, Happy New Year to both of you, and be blessed this year. Thank you so much for that. We do take that as an encouragement. Um, what is the purpose or benefit? In speaking in languages which one does not understand and clearly Janice is speaking of speaking in tongues and then just says thanks pastors Mark and Peter and I'd like to draw that to a kind of a, a conversation that we started um, last year it was related to an article which Sam Storms wrote um, and the article posed 10 questions to cessationists, uh, those who don't believe in a continuation of the sign gifts, particularly um, such as the gift of tongues. Um, and uh, he lists a series of questions um, in his article. And question four, we dealt with the first three, uh, first two questions uh, last year. Um, but question four says, Paul asserts, that whoever speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God and he cites 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 and then says but if tongues are always human languages Paul is mistaken for speaking to men is precisely what human language does and so Janice asks the question what is the purpose or benefit in speaking in languages which one does not understand and I was I was wondering if we could maybe just kind of tackle the question um, as asked and then engage a little bit on on Sam's take on the language as it as it relates um, to purpose as well um, what would be the benefit in your mind Peter <laughs> publicly of speaking in a language which you do not understand the first benefit that comes to mind is being able to engage with someone and share Christ with them in a, in a language that they understand. Um, if I understand the question correctly, what's the purpose or benefit of speaking in languages? It's so that we can engage with people. Uh, if, you, if you can't communicate with someone, there's no way that that relationship can be built or edified. Yes. And so uh, I, I think of a quote from, from our former president, Nelson Mandela, where he says, if you, you speak a common language, you speak to the head. But if you speak the, the mother language, you speak to the heart. Mm. Uh, and not only is it beneficial to speak to someone in their mother language, sometimes there's no other option. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes there is no common language. And to be able to, to speak their language and share the gospel with them, there is no greater benefit. So, so if language is given for us to communicate and to interact with one another, then the purpose of the language need, needs, will certainly be in that idea of communication. What biblically would be the purpose of speaking in a language which you don't understand? Now, we see that happening, for instance, in Acts chapter 2, where people speak in languages which they had not learnt themselves. Um, and we can take, I think we can assume that they didn't necessarily know what they were saying at the time, although. In translation, we were given that in Acts chapter 2. They were declaring the great and glorious works of God um, so that people that were gathered in Jerusalem from all over the world could understand what they were saying. That's Medes and Persians and Mesopotamians and 
Grecians, Cretans, and and such like. Um, And then in Acts chapter 14, again, we get this idea of, in the context of a worship service, um, tongues are being spoken. um, But what would the purpose be of speaking in a language which you don't understand? Is there any positive benefit of it that's given in Scripture? I'm going to say yes, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to answer for yourself. Yeah. I think I'll just make a, a brief comment about that. Is, is uh, as I'm thinking of the the narrative in Acts, when they started speaking in tongues, it said they they glorified God. Yes, they worshipped God. So that in itself, for me, is a is a massive benefit. Yes. Okay. The worshiping of God. Yeah. And and let me add to that. It was a miracle, right? Mm. I mean, they were speaking in a language which they did not know. This was miraculous, and that became a sign which pointed people in awe and wonder to God and really underpinned the validity of what they were about to profess. Peter would then stand up and he would declare the gospel message that Jesus died, that he rose, and that all men everywhere needed to put their faith and trust in him. And on that day, 3,000 people believed, were baptized, and were added to their number. So um, there was this miraculous element to it. It was a genuine bona fide miracle, which was attested to everybody um, within hearing. Um, Let me also say there's a confirmation benefit to it mm. um spoken about particularly when the 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 speakers um from Cornelius's household in Acts chapter 10 come to faith um what happens there is um there are Jews uh, that are that came together with Peter that stand and observe um what's happening the 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 tongues that are being spoken and as they observe that these people are speaking in languages that they don't know their minds are cast back to Acts chapter 2 and when they stand before the Jerusalem council um, or when they stand before the leaders in Jerusalem uh, in the next chapter and give an account of what happened they say look it happened the same way that it happened at the beginning that it happened with us the Jews Um, the bottom line is salvation has come to a wider audience and so there's this miraculous element there's this confirmatory element um, And then there is, according to Acts chapter 14, I would say that the whole chapter is making the point that when tongues are spoken in the context of a local church in a worship service at that time when these gifts are clearly in operation, that there's also a communicable um, element. Um, Because Paul is very clear. Look, when these tongues are spoken, um, I want you to make sure that there's an interpreter around Hmm. so that everything is done for edification in other words uh, there's a communicable um, benefit to speaking a language which they don't know a real language known to men but an interpreter who can interpret the great signs and wonders that the person is professing to um, interpret that to the to the congregation so that everyone can be involved in what God is saying in and through this person um, so that it might be to God's praise and glory and then I would add to this now I'm kind of like adding to this on the flies I'm going through scripture but I'd add this this idea of edification it's been done for the common good of all people that are in that context in other words um, Paul is very clear in chapter 14 that if the language isn't understood by anyone and if the person who's speaking it doesn't understand it themselves they must rather keep quiet they must rather um, be silent because there's no edification that's happening mm. in other words the actual the actual words which they're speaking which they don't know which are then being interpreted are, are, 
are given for the building up of the congregation. And so people are being encouraged as they hear God speaking to them through these people. Now, that does raise this reality. Um, everything that I've said is prefixed on the reality that the tongue that's been spoken is a real language known to man. Um, it all starts to fall apart if the tongue is not a language at all. If it's just vowels and consonants which are being thrown together in an illogical format, um, the whole thing falls apart. For a start, it's not miraculous. There's no sign which points to God that, that can be that can be awed and uh, that can that can cause people to marvel there's no communication because it's not a real language uh, and so there's no communicable element to this and not only that there's no confirmatory element because nobody around is saying gosh this is the same as what happened in acts chapter 2 um uh, this is marvelous these people are being saved in the same way that we were saved and then thirdly there's no edification that's happening um uh, th 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 there's no building up um of the audience when we read 1 corinthians uh, chapter 14 verse 2 we read for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to god for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. Now, Sam Storms, as I read the objection or the comment which he makes, um, says that Paul asserted that whoever speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but speaks to God. But if tongues are always human languages, Paul is mistaken, for speaking to men is precisely what a human language does. Is Sam right when he says that? Any thoughts on that, Peter? Sure, that's. Uh, I've I've never actually heard that argument before, and uh, I appreciate him bringing that up. That's actually a good argument. Um, that that he, that he speaks to God, and then what's the point? Uh, because languages are meant for speaking to men. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw that back to you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So look, this I, is I, I, I this know is kinda, this is kind of on the fly because I read that question, went to this question, but let me let me say I, I, love, I do that's think that's a good question. I, I think it's I think it's great, it's and I, I think it's it's a it's an I do believe that Sam is honestly engaging with Scripture and trying to trying to bring up at least some objections that folk like myself need to at least consider. I would say that the verse needs to be read in context. So chapter verse 2 of chapter 14 goes with the whole of chapter 14 it can't be taken out of context and um, really the reason why it has to be taken in context is because the sentence starts with a four I'm just guessing it's a it's a it's a God it's a conjunction it, it joins this verse with what came before and what came before was this idea of friends you need to pursue love and love was the whole context of chapter 13 and um, love as a gift being a superior gift and we're going to talk about tongues again um, as it relates to chapter 13 because Sam brings that up later um, not today but possibly next week um, but he says pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy now here's the context he said guys prophecy now what what is prophecy uh, in chapter 14 well prophecy would be foretelling or foretelling um, and we're going to clarify that in the weeks to come um, but it's the idea of a person with authority standing before God's people and speaking on behalf of God um, and he's saying you need to desire the spiritual gifts especially the gift of prophecy now verse 2 comes in 
straight after this you've just had an elevation of the gift of prophecy and now instead of an elevation of the gift of tongues what you have is the gift of tongues being set against prophecy in terms of its priority for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God for no one understands him but he utters mysteries in the spirit now verse 2 doesn't just sit with verse 1 so you've first of all you've got this 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 uh, separation between spiritual gifts you've got the elevation of prophecy and now you've got tongues set in uh, in in alignment with prophecy under prophecy but he continues from verse 3 on to verse 5 explaining that tongues when it's done for personal edification only <laughs> would be a far inferior gift to prophecy in the context of a corporate worship service because prophecy is given for the edification of everyone and so in verse 3 he goes on to say on the other hand the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up but the one who prophesies builds up the church now I want you all to speak in tongues but even more to prophesy the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church might be built up. And so maybe to respond mm. to Sam in love, because I think it's a great question, um, I would say that that verse must be understood in the context of verse 1 to 5. And verse 1 to 5 is making the point that prophecy is more beneficial in the worship service than an individual speaking in a tongue which only he can understand. In which case, you be, be silent <laughs> at that point and he's going to make that point later on. That's kind of his rolling idea as he goes through this chapter um, that everything in the worship service needs to be done for edification. 